This is Shear Jeshuv, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return. My name is Patty Scalzo, and I would like to welcome all our listeners to our Bible study today, which is brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shear Jeshuv Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. My husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, is teaching a study series on heavenly authority and is currently in the section on the priests and Levites in the Old Testament. When we left his sermon last time, Pastor Greg was discussing the rebellion of the Levite Korah and the Reubenites Dathan, Abiram, and On in Numbers chapter 16. So let's grab our Bibles and continue listening to the Sunday sermon. What are they really doing here? They're not questioning Moses and Aaron. They're questioning God. And notice when they can approach the mountain, when the ram horn sounds, they don't want to go near. And such men really don't want to have a true relationship, a life-changing relationship with God. But when a differentiation is made to recognize the holiness of God, which happens here with the priesthood and with Moses, then they want full inclusion. They say, we are no different than you. The Lord is among every one of us. And today, Korah's spiritual descendants say something in this way. They'll say, God loves us all. And it sounds good when it starts off, because God does love everyone. But they'll go on to say, and we're all the same. Don't tell me I have to change. I'm just as holy as you. I worship God in my way. You worship God in your way. So don't tell me I have to believe in Jesus or know the Bible or be born again. That's your way. Who do you think you are? Why are you setting yourself up to tell me that you know that God only accepts a person through Jesus Christ? Everyone in this world is good. Everyone in this world is holy. Really, that modern religious statement is the same lie, is the same spirit of error demonstrated here by Korah. Initially, it sounds good because the concept of a holy nation is true. But they twist it, they make a lie of it because they require no change on the part of the individual. Remember what all these 250 men saw. Remember the mighty miracles they saw. And yet they say to Moses, why do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? In verse 4, so when Moses heard it, he fell on his face. You can imagine saying, oh no, look what they're saying now. He knows that God must be angry at what they say. And he spoke to Korah and all his company saying, tomorrow morning the Lord will show who is his and who is holy and will cause him to come near to him. That one whom he chooses, he will cause to come near to him. He answers the debate with reality and truth. Tomorrow morning, the Lord will show. It's not going to make a difference whether what I say or what you say, Cora. It's what God says. God will show who is his. God will show who is holy. He will choose who can come near to him. Only God can choose. It's his choice. Verse 6, do this. Take senses, Korah and all your company. Put fire in them 
and put incense in them before the Lord tomorrow. And it shall be that the man whom the Lord chooses is the Holy One. You take too much upon yourselves, you sons of Levi. So he answers the back with the same accusation they gave to him. They say, you take too much upon yourselves. He says, no, you sons of Levi, you take too much upon yourselves. Now, it's important for us to do everything that God gives us to do. And the Levites, the Kohatites, Korah were given certain responsibilities. These 250 leaders were given certain responsibilities. But it's also important not to take too much upon ourselves, not to do what's not ordained, not to go above what God gives us as responsibility, to know the responsibility and the authority God gives us and to know that which he does not give us. Moses doesn't want responsibility and authority. God tells him he's going to do this. He's going to lead his people out of Egypt. He has not gone beyond what God has given him. And the Lord has testified to it. He says to them, you Levites take too much upon yourselves. It's wrong to take too little upon ourselves. It's wrong to take too much upon ourselves. In verse 8, then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi. Is it a small thing to you? Do you consider it a small thing? Do you consider it inconsequential? Isn't it enough that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself, to do the work of the tabernacle of the Lord, and to stand before the congregation to serve? Is that too small a thing? Don't you appreciate what God has done how he's made this distinction between your tribe and the other tribes and that he brought you near to himself you and all your brethren the sons of Levi with you are you seeking the priesthood also that's what they wanted they wanted the priest and this has nothing to do with serving God what's it about it's about position it's about power. They understand the priesthood is higher than the Levites. And today it's the same in many churches. There are divisions and power struggles. Too many of us are familiar with the power struggles. We've seen in the past church situations which smack more of politics and control than of holiness and obedience. Nothing to do with service to God. They want the position of the high priesthood also. Verse 11, Moses says, Therefore you and all your company are gathered together against the Lord. And what is Aaron that you complain against him? You're not gathering together against Aaron. You're gathering together against the Lord. What is Aaron? And we see this over and over again. Implied, Aaron is nothing. It's not the individual in the position. Rather, it's the message given by God. God has given this message. God has ordained this office for this old covenant. Aaron is just a man. Aaron is a sinner just like you. Who is Aaron? You're not fighting against Aaron. What are you doing? You're gathering together against the Lord. Verse 12, And Moses sent to call Dadan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and they said, we will not come up. So now he calls the Reubenites, and they won't even come. Now, obviously, they're afraid. Verse 13, they say, 
Is it a small thing that you have brought us out, out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness, that you should keep acting like a prince over us? That's ironic. Moses was a prince in Egypt. He gave up being a prince for the sake of Israel, to be obedient to the Lord's command. He identified himself with the Hebrews rather than the Egyptians. And they're claiming now that he's acting, he's playing the prince over them. You brought us out of a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, the promise is that they're going to go into a land flowing with milk and honey, the promised land. But they're in the wilderness at this point. And they're headed towards the direction of going into that promised land. Where do these Reubenites want to go? They want to go back to Egypt. They see Egypt as the promised land. And you notice a lot of the error of modern religion in here. You know, everyone is holy. The old state is where we want to go to. We don't want the promised land. We don't want the kingdom of heaven. We want to go back in the old way and we want to say we're just as holy as everyone else. Not only is there a power struggle here, but these Reubenites are discontent, they're grumblers, and they don't like the direction that Moses is leading them. Notice they admit that Moses brought them out of Egypt. They admit he was the one that did it, that God worked through him. But they see Egypt as a good thing. They see the old way. Remember the old way. The old way was where they were what? They were slaves. Even as the people in modern religion forget that the old way was slaves to Satan, was slaves to sin. And only by coming out of the kingdom of the world and heading towards the kingdom of God can we have salvation. Can we truly be a holy nation? They forget they were slaves. They forget that their children were being killed in Egypt. That Pharaoh was destroying their children, even as Satan will destroy our children if we stay in the kingdom of the world. Moses leading them in a new direction. All they see is the wilderness around them. All they see is that right now, they don't have what was promised to them. They don't have the land of milk and honey, and so the old way looks very good to them. Egypt looks very good to them. And they disagree with the direction that Moses is leading them. Really, they disagree with the direction that God is leading them. They don't want to go there. They have no faith in what God can do to kill us in the wilderness. They believe they're going to die in the wilderness, and they will die in the wilderness. That you should keep acting like a prince over us. So not only is there politics involved and power involved, but they don't like the direction of God-anointed leadership. When God gives authority, it's to lead people in the right direction. Corrupt earthly authority will rebel against it because such people want all to go back the other way. And that's why you have in modern religion such a hatred for those who really believe the Bible is true that say we can only go to heaven through Jesus Christ, who acknowledge the born-again experience, those who are in leadership in the modern churches will hate, they will despise the direction that the evangelical, the born-again are going. 
and you can sense it in their voices when they speak about born-again churches. Verse 14, Moreover, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. You haven't given us anything you promised yet. Will you put out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. We're not going to come to you because you're going to hurt us. So they're accusing Moses of hard-hearted leadership, of cruel leadership, and it's too much. In verse 15, Then Moses was very angry and said to the Lord, Do not respect their offering. I have not taken one donkey from them, nor have I hurt one of them. I have not done any harm to any of them. And yet they're accusing him of cruel leadership. He's going to hurt them. He's going to have their eyes put out. And Moses said to Korah, Tomorrow, this is verse 16, Tomorrow you and all your company be present before the Lord, you and they, as well as Aaron. Let each take his censer and put incense in it, and each of you bring his censer before the Lord. 250 censers, both you and Aaron, each with his censer. Thank you for listening to the program today. If you would like to write to us or help support the evangelical outreach of our church, please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us next time for Sheer Jeshub.